Hi everyone, welcome back to the OrthoBullets podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of luxatio erecta, or inferior glenohumeral joint dislocation, found under the shoulder and elbow section at orthobullets.com. Let's begin with a quick summary. Luxatio erecta is the specific term for inferior dislocation of the glenohumeral joint trapped underneath the coracoid and glenoid, and it is very commonly associated with neurovascular injury. Diagnosis is made clinically with the presence of the shoulder in a fixed, abducted position and confirmed with radiographs of the shoulder. Treatment is closed reduction and assessment of possible concomitant neurovascular injury. Now let's get into the episode. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that this is a very rare injury and only occurs in 0.5% of all shoulder dislocations. In terms of the etiology, the pathoanatomy typically involves a high-energy injury. There is a hyperabduction force applied to the arm, which levers the proximal humerus onto the acromion, injuring the inferior capsule or labrum, which subsequently allows for disengagement of the humeral head inferiorly from the glenoid, and it commonly involves variable-sized tearing of the static glenohumeral ligaments. Conditions that are associated include neurovascular injury. Remember that this has the greatest incidence of neurovascular injury of all types of shoulder dislocations, and these may include a brachial plexopathy or axillary artery injuries. Other associated conditions include proximal humerus fractures, especially of the greater tuberosity, as well as rotator cuff tears and anterior capsule and labral tears. Now let's review some anatomy. The static glenohumeral ligaments include the superior glenohumeral ligament, which is a restraint to inferior translation at zero degrees of abduction, the middle glenohumeral ligament, which resists anterior and posterior translation in the mid-range of abduction in external rotation, and the inferior glenohumeral ligament, which is made up of the posterior band of the inferior glenohumeral ligament, which is the most important restraint to posterior subluxation and 90 degrees of flexion in internal rotation, the anterior band of the inferior glenohumeral ligament, which is the primary restraint to anterior or inferior translation at 90 degrees of abduction and maximum external rotation, such as in the late cocking phase of throwing, and the superior band of the inferior glenohumeral ligament, which is the most important static stabilizer about the joint. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include shoulder pain, an inability to move the shoulder as the arm is in a fixed, abducted overhead position, and symptoms of neurovascular injury. Remember that neurologic injury occurs in up to 60% of cases, and vascular injury occurs in up to 39% of cases. On exam, the patient will present with the arm in a fixed, abducted position. And in terms of the neurovascular exam, remember that assessment is important pre- and post-reduction. One should assess the radial and brachial pulse, An assessment of the neurological exam includes axillary nerve and distal neurologic exam. This is because there is a high rate of axillary nerve neuropraxia and brachial plexopathy. In terms of further imaging, recommended radiography views include a complete shoulder series. Specific findings will include inferior glenohumeral dislocation with an arm fully abducted. An MRI should be obtained after the shoulder is relocated given the common occurrence of traumatic soft tissue injuries to the shoulder. Specific findings include capsulolabral pathology, and remember that rotator cuff tears are extremely common. In terms of treatment, non-operative options include closed reduction and immobilization. This is indicated in inactive elderly patients and may be considered in the absence of acute traumatic rotator cuff tears. Specific techniques include a traction countertraction, which is a similar technique as for an anterior shoulder dislocation. Another technique is the two-step technique. This converts inferior dislocation to anterior dislocation. The clinician stands at the patient's head pushes laterally on the humerus with one hand while pulling superiorly on the medial epicondyle with the other hand, 
this should rotate the humeral head from inferior to anterior around the glenoid rim. When this is successful, the shoulder position will have changed from abduction to adduction against the chest wall. Then, one should use any anterior dislocation technique to reduce the shoulder. Post-reduction, there should be a brief period of immobilizer, which is followed by range of motion exercises assuming an intact rotator cuff, and physical therapy should focus on periscapular and rotator cuff strengthening. Operative options include arthroscopic or open repair. This is indicated in active young patients. The advantage of arthroscopic approach is that it allows for assessment and addressing multiple concomitant pathologies, which may include capsulolabral damage and traumatic rotator cuff tears. Remember that prompt surgical repair for acute rotator cuff tear is typically recommended, and prolonged non-operative treatment may result in significant retraction and rapid progression to non-repairable conditions. The specific technique involves a repair versus reconstruction of the shoulder pathology. Complications include axillary nerve palsy. This is the most common nerve palsy and may resolve with reduction of the shoulder. If it persists, EMG may be warranted at 6 to 12 weeks post-injury for prognosis. Other complications include a brachial plexopathy. Remember that the high energy of injury and displacement of the humeral head may result in significant brachial plexopathy, but this will usually resolve following reduction of the shoulder and observation. Other complications include axillary artery thrombosis, which may occur late, and rotator cuff tear, which is common, especially in older patients, but also in young patients. Remember that a prompt MRI is warranted in young patients following reduction to avoid misdiagnosis and treatment. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to luxatio erecta, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 35-year-old male injured his right shoulder while playing basketball. He presents emergently with significant pain and his shoulder abducted at 140 degrees. He is unable to lower his arm. Radiographs will most likely show that his humeral head has dislocated in what direction? And the answer choices are... Choice 1, anterior. Choice 2, posterior. Choice 3, superior. Choice 4, inferior. Or choice 5, lateral. The best answer to this question is choice 4, inferior. This patient has suffered an inferior shoulder dislocation, also referred to as luxatio erecta. This is a rare type of shoulder dislocation, representing only about 0.5% of all shoulder dislocations. Anterior and posterior dislocations are much more common, but don't present with the shoulder fixed in abduction or flexion, such as in this case. The publications by Sawecki and Fung report that this condition can be diagnosed by physical exam alone due to its unique presentation, but radiographs should be obtained to evaluate for concomitant injuries. That's all for this review about luxatio erecta or inferior glenohumeral joint dislocation. We hope that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session from OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on orthobullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the OrthoBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the OrthoBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the Or The Bullets podcast.